0: Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. And today we have our friends from the City of Brainerd with us, including the Interim City Administrator Patrick Wisso and Brainerd Fire Chief Tim Holmes. Gentlemen, welcome back to
1: Community Focus. Yeah, Thank thanks you. for
0: having us. Uh, Patrick, maybe we'll start with you, because there's a couple of special meetings coming up this week. Sure. Or this month, rather.
1: Sure. This uh, Tonight we have a special meeting with the Brainerd Public Utilities. That's at 630. I recall correctly. But um, talking about the utility staffing going forward, we got some retirements coming up there, and then how they want to move forward with the operations. And then next week, because Monday night is a holiday, Martin Luther King Day, the council meeting is moved to Tuesday night, and they will have a special meeting that night at five o'clock to talk about and determine who the top five candidates will be, or approximately five, for the next city administrator. We had over 20 applicants. Wow. Now they're breaking it down from that to the top five. And for another special meeting on January 29th, uh, where they will spend the day interviewing the candidates, the department heads will be involved, Uh, all the council members will be there for essentially afternoon interviews, and hopefully they come to the decision on the top candidate.
2: Are all, right. all these uh, meetings open to the public?
1: All are open to the public. We hope they arrive early and stay late. <laughs> there is even on the 28th, we are planning, it isn't finalized yet, we'll get more information out, but a special open house. The 28th is a Sunday, oh. and we're going to pick a location where the public can come. We, we call a meet and greet with the potential candidates and, oh, nice. and have them. Uh, well the goal is to really get them there a day early so they can come and see the community, interact sure. with the citizens, uh, meet with people, and then uh, the interviews the next day. The goal is to bring their families too to see if this is where they want to spend the next rest of their life, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh neat. That's a good idea. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm uh,
0: happy to hear there were 20 people. Yeah I mean, is that a pretty good amount to interview for a position?
1: Today it is. I mean, there were, you know, there's highs and lows in our profession, all professions with the candidates out there, but 20 is a good number. We can only hire one, so um, that's at least more than one and uh, enough to interview and recommend.
2: Good. All right. So the 28th, the public can come out and meet the ones that are up for the final decision. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Very good.
0: Uh, Tim Holmes, also with us, Brainerd Fire Chief. Tim, uh, this is a busy time of the year for you, isn't it?
3: Yeah, we've uh, we got a lot going on, and we've uh, you know finishing up 2023, and um, you know 2022 was our busiest year ever. Really? So yeah. So uh, we were just short of that for 2023. Uh, we had 604 or 639 total calls for the year, wow. which uh, you know so second busiest in the history of the department. So yeah, things are going really well. Um, we have really good staffing and really good um, response to these incidents. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a busier in our community and I think we all see that as we're out and about. There's just a, a lot more going on around the community.
2: Now in those numbers, does that just include fires or does that also include when you guys are called to accidents and scenes like that?
3: Yeah, correct. Yeah, okay. e- everything. Everything. So okay. yeah, you know, fires, crashes, mm-hmm fire alarms, CO alarms, all sorts of things. You know, we assist uh, the ambulance service sometimes in lift assists. Had an incident just, you know, over the weekend where we helped them get someone off the sledding hill that, you know, Mm. because of the ice, it was just hard for them to they only have a few people on their staff, so yeah. yeah so yeah, that's everything.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah so, so that's busy. <laughs> it's
3: busy. I would think there's a lot of people that don't
0: understand the breadth of services that you provide here in the Lakes area.
3: Sure. Yeah. Um, probably what we provide and where we provide it. So yeah. we do cover the city of Brainerd and the city of Baxter, and then the surrounding townships. Um, so we cover about 264 square miles. Wow. Um, Which is, you know, obviously bigger than just the city of Brainerd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, we cover, you know, like I mentioned, fires is what the fire department does. But we provide a lot of services just as a service to the community. You know, we go to crashes. We do a lot with um, alarm systems. Um, We have a fire marshal, so they do inspections in the city of uh, Brainerd. Um, with along with rental inspections with mm-hmm. the rental inspector so mm-hmm. a lot of things that we do are focused around prevention mm-hmm. um, we also have a pretty robust um, fire prevention program with the schools uh, we just handed out gave you guys the calendar yes. but yes. the calendar gets distributed to all the elementary schools and mm-hmm. it's just another way for us to get our word out and fire prevention and, and those safety talks are yeah. very important at a young age
2: those are things I mean you remember for life. I remember being in elementary school and having the fire crews come in and teach us about stop, drop, and roll. And you know yep. that's something you don't forget. So it's yeah, very absolutely. important. Yeah.
3: And you know? it's surprising how many kids, you know, know when to test their smoke alarms or when mm-hmm. to change their batteries. So the words getting out, and it's I think the kids are what uh, <laughs> get the parents to yes. do those types of things, right? Yes, yeah. and that's a good thing. <clears throat> absolutely,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. How large a staff is the Brainerd Fire Department, Tim?
3: Yeah, so we have a total of 38 firefighters. That includes myself and the fire marshal. Uh, we have one uh, administrative specialist who um, we just had a retirement, so she starts next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of what we try to stay around. We, we always try to be about 40 firefighters. Um, it just gives us a good um, response. We make sure that... You know, people are around, they are paid on call firefighters or volunteer firefighters, so it's not their full-time job. Mm -hmm. So we certainly wanna make sure we have the numbers that we need when we need them, so. Mm -hmm.
2: um, Are you in need right now? Are you hiring or will be soon?
3: So typically um, with council approval, we hire, we try to hire once a year. So we do that in May. So um, likely we'll go to the council to, to request that again this year with uh, we know some retirements are coming up. So um, that's typically in May. So what we would do is we'd have an application process and then we'd have a physical abilities and a written test mm-hmm. associated with that. And then, um, you know, those people will be selected from to, to get interviewed. So okay. and that'd be right around May. So I would encourage people to you know, watch the website and watch our social media channels for those announcements. Mm-hmm.
1: That training process is pretty intense. Um, well, let's talk about that a little bit, Tim, and then about how long it takes to become a firefighter.
3: Yeah, sure. So with, with the hiring process, we don't require anyone have the training to start, so we provide that. Wow. So it's about 140 to 160 hours of classroom and skills portions to get what we would just say the basic level of firefighter training mm-hmm. and then about a 30 to 40 hour EMS or first responder type training. So in those first couple of years, the the new firefighters are spending a lot of time training. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then we also do our Monday night training. We train almost every Monday night, oh. you know, three to four hours. Um, so yeah, we're putting in thousands of training hours each year just to stay current with new trends uh, you know we're hearing a lot about lithium-ion batteries now um we're doing you know stuff with those type of car vehicle fires we also see a lot a lot more with uh the charging of rechargeable batteries for tools and that type of things so that's a new new hazard that we're learning a lot about in these last actually last six months or so mm-hmm. fascinating
2: it was part of the uh, the blue ox leadership uh, program and mm-hmm. we came and toured the fire hall and I mean we got to put on the boots the jacket grab you know the hose and run up a set of stairs and you know you guys make it look so easy when you're out there and you're walking around but the gear the 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 weight of that gear that they carry and then I mean just picking up the jaws of life if I mean those you got who you got to have some muscle to do that I, I don't think people realize too, you got to be pretty physically fit to to do this job because there's a lot involved weight wise. And then if you have to sadly carry somebody or something, that can be a whole nother thing. It's amazing.
3: Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, with battery technology, there's some give and take to that, right? Is so it, the yeah. batteries are tools are a little bit heavier, mm-hmm. but they're so much more mobile that <sighs> it just makes it so much easier for us to not be dragging hydraulic hoses down ditches and yeah. things like that. So it's amazing. Oh, there's some, there's some trade offs with the, the battery equipment, but mm-hmm. yeah, the Blue Ox Academy is a great opportunity for us to showcase what we do. Cause again, not a lot of people know all of what we do, but also, it's a great recruiting tool. There's, mm-hmm. We've gotten a few people that have been in the academy that then have, have applied for a yeah. paid on-call
2: position. Oh, so going up in the bucket neat. truck, how yeah. many hundred feet, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Standing and looking over the city like, whoa! Yeah. 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 Speaking of which,
0: yep. talk about that. You have a lot of equipment that you utilize uh, and a lot of specialty equipment. And that's changed over the years, hasn't it?
3: Yeah, it has. And, of course, technology is always part of all of that. And we want to make sure that the apparatus that we're operating is, you know, got the, the safety features, you know, the airbags and, and things like that, but, you know, we're also putting a lot of battery equipment on it, battery tools, um, you know, we're carrying uh, thermal imaging cameras, which are huge benefit to us when we're doing, you know, search and rescue, or we're looking for fire extension and those types of things. So, yeah, we have a, a great uh, capital plan laid out for replacement of those trucks so that's that's come a long ways in the time that i've been here so it's Mm -hmm. been a great addition to that planning which is important to the city
0: absolutely Mm -hmm.
3: talk about some of your
0: specialty equipment too i mean uh, if i'm not mistaken sometimes uh, ice rescues those types of things uh, you guys get called
3: yeah absolutely so we have um, ice rescue suits fully they're they're dry suits more or less that we use and then we have, you know, the appropriate rope for those. We have two inflatable boats. Um, they're called banana boats. They're kind of the slang for them are banana boats because mm-hmm. it's kind of what they look like. But yeah. those are great quick deployment pieces of equipment that we have. And then probably not a lot of people know, but we have a full complement of equipment for like technical rescue, whether it's low angle or high angle rope rescue. Um, if we have, uh, confined space equipment or trench rescue, so we do a lot of specialty things that people just don't maybe realize that we do. And all the firefighters are trained to do all of that. Um, we're also the backup to the airport. So we have over half of our staff is certified in airport fire rescue. So that's, uh. You know, great for the community that we have the the airport here, and that we are, you know, their backup if there were an incident out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it sounds
0: like you've got a lot of gear. You're ready to go in case of emergency, and yet you spend a lot of time on prevention, right? I yeah, mean, isn't right. that the
3: secret? You'd rather not go out. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> we'd rather not go out, and we'd rather. Um, spend our time in the schools and with the community doing the prevention side of it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if we do, you know, we are prepared and, um, you know, we, are very well trained at what we do and
2: we should just mention too I know you know we hear a lot about it with uh, police officers and and mental health of officers but firefighters also see some things and and go through some things that can be tough but you have a program for that too don't you
3: yeah actually uh, chief Davis and I are working right now with a program for our firefighters and for our law enforcement Mm -hmm. Um, we're calling it the checkup from the neck up we give a them an opportunity to go in once a year, meet with a professional, and just have a visit about how they're doing, whether it's you know, mentally, physically, or just how life is going for them. It's, it's not forced um, for them to talk about anything specific, but giving them an opportunity to meet with someone if they, um, if they have any issues. Mm-hmm. Um, through that, we also got funding for uh, fitness equipment, so, we enhance the physical fitness equipment at the police department and the fire department. Like you mentioned, we have a lot of heavy equipment and we're you know, in conditions that um, require you know, good fitness. So, that's all been part of that whole program. So, mm-hmm. we're excited about that. We got funding through Sourcewell through a uh, grant. Awesome. So, that's been a great program. And um, those checkups will start hopefully in the next few months.
2: Great. Good to know.
3: Yeah, and I think bottom
0: line to both those positions, police and fire, there is danger. There's Mm -hmm. just no other two ways about it, is there?
3: Yeah, there is, and uh, I think along with us and them, we do everything we can to uh, mitigate the risk. But, yeah, there's some things that we do that are just risky, and um, I think the community expects that we're going to be there to provide those services when they need them and Mm -hmm. you know they're usually not calling us on their best day so we certainly want to be there and be available and be trained and understand what we need to do
2: Mm yeah yep,
3: yeah my wife brought up a question the other day that I thought oh yeah I hadn't thought about that in a long time but
0: uh in the city of Brainerd we have a railroad track that runs right through town Mm. and for a while this year the only bridge over it was uh not in service. That, oh, sure. That probably brought some some planning for you guys. Yeah, didn't
3: Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I think we're going to learn with the 210 project in a few <laughs> years. We're going to have to continue to plan for those types of detours and and things like that. So we're actually in the process right now with MnDOT and the city and uh, kind of pre-planning what that's going to look like. So yeah, those are important, right? That. That bridge, you don't realize how much access you have to other parts of the community, and especially when we're uh, responding outside of just the city limits. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, that Oak Lawn and the Nokay Lake and the, the Long Lake Township, which we cover, are all kind of impacted by that. So um, work, work well with MnDOT, work well with the city to plan around those types of detours or closures.
0: Yeah. And, and do you have cooperative agreements or is that just a given with fire departments? Because we read about that. Oh, there's a big fire. It's out of your jurisdiction, but so-and-so assisted at mutual the scene. Aid. And, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. So we have a county mutual aid program. We actually have it within um, our region of fire departments. Um, there's also a statewide mutual aid agreement that would kick in in a very large-scale incident. So, yeah, we have those in place. We have great working relationships with the communities around us to, to utilize them. Um, and some of them have some equipment that we use on a pretty regular basis. So Uh it's, yeah, it's a great, great relationship. Try to train together as much as we can and keep those lines of communication open. Mm -hmm. So when we do need them, they're, they're available.
2: Yeah. Right on.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. I started by saying it's a busy time of the year. Wintertime is a busy time, isn't it? Because too many uh, people using portable heaters, not cleaning their fireplace, their wood heat. I mean, there's a lot of danger this time of the year.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we would hope that we were talking about this in the fall to do the preventive side of things. But, um, yeah, making sure that your chimney is cleaned by a professional every year is important. Making sure that your smoke alarms and your CO alarms are working uh, properly, making sure that you're replacing them every seven to ten years to make sure that they're functioning properly so they can alert you in, in an emergency. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, we appreciate all the work that you do with your department uh, and just uh, encourage you to stay safe and keep up the good work. It's fascinating talking to you. Thank you for being here.
3: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank
0: you.
2: Thanks for the calendars, Tim. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Patrick, thank you for being here as well. And uh, we'll maybe see you next month.
1: I, I plan on being here. Oh, thank Very you. Good. <laughs> Very good. Very good.
0: All right, gentlemen, thank you for being here thank today. Thank you. Yes, thanks. Thanks. Our guests today, interim city administrator Patrick Wusso and Tim Holmes, the Brainerd Fire Chief. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that's today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be listened to anytime. They're on our website at 1067wjjy.com.
2: Or you can listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.